You're listening to Win Win, an entrepreneurial community with your host, Ben Wolf. And welcome to the Win Win podcast. This is Ben Wolf, your host, as always. Uh, we're going to learn from our guest today what you should be thinking about before you become a fractional CFO. And I think a lot of what we're going to be learning here probably applies to people considering going into other kinds of fractional executive leadership as well. Um, and uh, before we get into that conversation, I just want to ask everybody to stop for a second, like, subscribe, leave a review, share, whatever. It just helps get the content out here to more people. Uh, but with that, I want to get into introducing our guest today. He is the founder and CEO of Seton Hill, one of the United States' uh, really foremost fractional CFO firms. You can learn more about them at setonhill.com. That's S-E-A-T-O-N Hill, H-I-L-L.com. Uh, and with that, I give you John Ball. Honored to have you, John. Thanks for having me. My pleasure, my pleasure. Um, so I guess the first thing I wanted to do to kind of help set up our conversation for people is to get everybody a quick two-minute background uh, that'll just kind of give everybody the context necessary to understand how we came to be talking about this uh, this fractional CFO concept today. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. Um, I realized a few years ago that I was actually a fractional CFO when I, in my early 30s before fractional CFO existed as a profession. Mm -hmm. uh, at the time, I was division controller for uh, the consumer products division of Beatrice Food. We had 25 companies that we were responsible for. I reported to the division president. And in addition, just keeping him informed about the financial situation of our 25 companies, I, I was loaned out to help when they needed some help. So, for example, um, I helped a wire brush manufacturer sell a product line. I helped mm -hmm. another company select and install an ERP system. I helped another company um, acquire another company. All things that strategic CFOs do routinely these days. Um, after that, I worked for two um, technology manufacturing companies and a commercial ship construction and repair company, all three of which needed turning around. Uh, when those were successful, I was hooked. I knew exactly what I wanted to do. I wanted to be what is now called a fractional CFO. Um, I joined a, a national CFO firm in um, 2001. Eight years later, I left. Uh, to form Seton Hill. Mm -hmm. And uh, two years ago, my co-leader and I decided to take the firm national. So we went from 13 partners to now over 50. Uh, our goal is to serve clients all around the country in all the major me metropolitan areas. Okay. So you're, you're you know, with, with over 50 members of the team at this point at Seton Hill, you're certainly well positioned to understand who's going to thrive and succeed as a fractional CFO who's not. Uh, so if people are thinking about this before they leave a full-time position, um, you know, this is, this is a good time to be listening to this conversation. And you, you were interviewed recently uh, by strategic CFO 360 about this topic today, right? What to think about before right. becoming a fractional CFO. Um, I, I guess the first question is, speaking about this topic or, or thinking about this topic, what have you seen recently that creates urgency kind of about this issue about, you know, who should or should not become a fractional CFO? Yeah, we, we are seeing a growing trend leading towards fractional leadership 
as opposed to full-time, especially in the middle and lower middle market uh, companies. Um, and I think what has happened is CEOs are realizing they would rather have access to some really good talent as opposed to going out and doing an exhaustive search for a full-time CFO, maybe making the right decision, uh, but fractional, fractional leadership provides the opportunity to bring a world-class person onto, onto your staff, um, keep them as long as you need them, and, uh, and, and not be burdened with a, you know, some long-term long -term commitment. Um, it just makes better sense to do that. Now, thinking about, now, now that's kind of on the demand side. What about sort of on the supply side, about people yeah. thinking of going into this field? Is there anything that creates more urgency or kind of what brings this top of mind right now from the supply side, the talent yeah. side? Yeah, I, we, we see a, we see several situations uh, of partners that are joining us. Um, some of them, and early in the early days uh, of Seton Hill, we saw a lot of folks that uh, failed at retirement. <laughs> they wanted to keep their head in the game. Um uh, or their wife wanted them out of the house, but whatever. Uh, so this made the perfect uh, solution for them. They could they'd have the independence that a fractional CFO has, um, but they can also get involved in, in some very um, interesting projects. And then we found um, others that, you know, like you said, they're just frankly tired of the 60-hour work week, big company, um, you know, eight to eight kind of job, and, and are considering fractional leadership as, a, as an alternative. Uh, and then others um, have what I just call an entrepreneurial itch they want to scratch. Uh, you know, they want to try their hand at their, you know, at their own company or uh, either being an independent CFO or joining another firm. So those are, those are three of the things that we see routinely. Right. Now, when you think about the people that not necessarily your firm, but just in general, what you see out there of people going, trying to go into this field of fractional executive leadership or fractional CFO specifically, and it flopping and you know, maybe they go back to full time or they go back to retirement or it just doesn't work out. What are the main reasons when it doesn't work, when people try to go into this type of field, what are the, what are the main things that cause it to happen when it doesn't work out? Yeah. Well, let, let me do, I'd like to distinguish if you decide to be a fractional CFO, let's say, you really have two choices. Do you do you join a firm with other partners or do you go it alone? Um, I think those that go it alone and we see them, you know, after after a while, they, they'll come um, come join us. Uh, a couple of things. One, um, while they get to keep 100 percent of their revenue. They also have to pay 100% of their expenses. They have to do business development. And when they're working, they can't keep the network going. Uh, they've got back office tasks to perform. Uh, they're, they're out there alone. Whereas if they are in a, in a firm, uh, they can also be independent. There are some firms that are basically are, are, are a loose collection of independent contractors uh, with no support from the, from the, the firm yeah. and those that, uh, where there's a lot of support. So uh, I think the maybe one of the things that's when you go on your own or with your, or you're with a firm, there are going to be periods of where you're unemployed. And um, sometimes they can be quite long, long, long periods. And so um, we do see, a, you know, some, some CFOs 
rejoining the marketplace uh, and looking for a full-time job. But for the most part, um, uh, we try to be very careful in the, uh, in the interview process to be sure they know what they're getting into in, in this consulting lifestyle. It's not for everyone. Um, and of course we, you know, we've got strong business development support for them. So, uh, and a lot of, you know, a lot of other, other things. So, um, we're, we're very, our job, I work for our partners. You know, it's, it's to get them engaged as, as soon as possible. Who's it not for? You mentioned, you know, that it's not for everyone. Who's it not for? Um, well, you know, it's not for those that don't have a financial runway, either a spouse, second income, uh, so they can endure the periods of unemployment. Um, it's not for someone who wants to sit, sit home, watch CNN and, and, and wait for the phone to ring, somebody to bring them a job. Uh, mm -hmm. um, I, I say those are probably the two, the two biggest ones is you, you, you've really got to have the resources and you've got to be willing to get out and about and, and do the networking and not necessarily business development. It's, CFOs, when it comes to marketing and sales, we're really good CFOs. <laughs> <We're> not, <laughs> uh, right. So, but but um, for our profession, most all of our prospecting our prospects come from banks, uh, accounting firms, private equity firms. They know what a CFO does. Uh, so there's no teaching them or trying to tell them what we do. It's it's trying to understand when we get referred in. Try to understand what the what the client that they refer us to needs develop the right solution for them and uh, and get, then go do the job right okay so, so let's get into the official like main topic right which is what to think about before becoming a fractional cfo so what are some of the main things that people should think about and you already touched on it a little bit uh before before going fractional what should people be thinking about uh again i'm kind of back to that you got to decide, do you want to do it on your own or join a firm? And I've kind of, I think I've talked about the, um, the downside, if you will, of, of, of doing it on your own. The upside, obviously, is you keep 100% of the revenue. And that's if you've got a, if you've got a strong network that's providing you with, with clients, mm -hmm. that's a very attractive uh, option. Right. On the, on the, um, if you decide to join a firm, there are a lot of things to consider. There's, there's a lot of firms, um, CFO service firm all across the country. Um, some of them, like us, we, we're a pure play strategic CFO firm, but there are others that do controller work, um, accounting services work. Mm. So I, what, what I think in, in looking for the right firm, there are a lot of questions you need to ask. Um, what is the compensation method? Yeah, we find most of most of uh, most firms is a revenue share. So, what percentage of that revenue does the does the uh, partner get to keep? We've seen anywhere from 65 percent all the way up to ninety uh, percent. Um, what is the firm's uh, long term goal? Is there are, are, what's the succession plan? Is, are they going to end up selling the company? Then you'll you know, or or not? Um, what? Um, What's their reputation? Very important to know. Um, it, and, and what I'd suggest is ask around, ask banks and accounting firms, who do you guys refer? What firms in town do you think are best in class? Mm -hmm. um, those, are, those are some of the, the, the big things to consider. 
Right. Oh, the culture. The culture is also huge. Um, um, like I said, some firms are you're pretty. It's pretty much your own. Your own. Eat what you kill. Um, but look for a culture where I, I, I call it partners helping partners. You've really got to. Um, it's like a tribe or, or, or family where you everybody is helping each other. If you've got a question about, uh, I'm not as familiar about this industry as my partner, so my I, my partner will give me advice. Uh, or if I need a I need a good asset based lender in, in town, who do you suggest? Um, that's very important, hugely important, is to have a team where it's, it really is a team, not just a bunch of individuals out trying to sell themselves. Uh, right. So those are those are some of the things I'd I'd, I'd say. Yeah. And one one of the things you spoke about in the interview was before you going into this, asking yourself or asking others, I don't know what, but at, what do you expect will happen? Like, what, what yeah. do you expect it to look like? What, what did you mean by that? Yeah, it's, uh, I think the first, you know, due diligence, obviously is something everybody should do. And the due diligence I would suggest to anybody thinking about fractional CFO is you and your family. You know, what, what do you expect? Why are you doing this? Um, what do you expect will happen? Uh, obviously, uh, are you willing to, to, um, to do the networking and, and, and support, support business development. Um, it's, it's those questions that you've really, you, you and your spouse or your friends uh, have to wrestle with and be sure you understand why you want to do this. And then once you, once you do, then, you know, you've got all kinds of, again, like I said, go it alone or, or join a firm. And, and, and then, as I mentioned, this is how you look for the right firm. Right. And where does travel fit in? What should people expect in this field when it comes to travel? Yeah, you know, um, that's, again, one of the questions um, that you just ask yourself, are you willing to travel or you, or you just want some hometown, some hometown clients? Nowadays, I think we all recognize uh, working remotely is a lot easier than it used to be. Uh, first off, we've got, you know, applications like Zoom. Um, and we've learned through COVID that we don't all have to be in the same room at, all the time. And a fractional CFO, um, you are you are the part of the leadership team. Uh, in my mind, you're not a consultant. You are very much um, part of that team that figures out where we're going and how we're going to get there. Um, and you may have to go in. We we find this is this is pretty universal with us. Is our partners they Sometimes they have to be in the office, uh, maybe for meetings or um, you know, planning sessions or whatnot. But as the strategic CFO, you can pretty much manage from afar. You're, you're responsible for the finance function, um, but you learn how to do it remotely. Um, we actually have one partner. He's never he's never met face to face his client. He works. They work entirely. They hired him remotely, and he's mm -hmm. works remotely. Um, so I, I think that's clearly it's a, it's a question that if there's a client that, that absolutely requires you to be in the office, we have one that he lives in Detroit, but he works in California. They, they moved him up there and he's willing to do this. It's an interim job. So he expects to be back mm -hmm. home you know, in a few months, mm -hmm. um, but they needed him there. So it, it varies. Uh, mm -hmm. But I think that's a question everybody should ask themselves. Are you willing to do the travel? If not, that's okay too. There, there's a lot of we we find a, a lot of uh, we work for a lot of clients in our hometowns. So, uh, right. 
I think the advantage, one of the advantages of being a fractional CFO is the, is the independence that goes with it. You can decide whether or not you, you can handle this particular assignment. You can decide if the, you like, you're, you've got chemistry with the, with the CEO. You can decide if the compensation is right for you. Um, and you can decide you know, if you're willing, if, if how much travel is involved. Um, so th th there's some real advantages to being a, a, a fractional leader. Uh, and independence is one of them. Even though you're with a firm, you know, you still, right. you still get to make those decisions. Now, now let's say someone has decided that they're going into this, they're going into this field, they get their, they get a client or they get a fractional CFO client or any kind of fractional executive client. What are the, what are the main, I guess the main things people need to keep in mind to be successful in that engagement so that it doesn't end up in a flop, right? That they yeah, are actually no, successful. Yeah. Huge, huge. I'd say here's a process I, I, I'd suggest is first off, if you have a prospect, obviously you're going to go talk to them. You're going to do, do your research in advance, knowing what their business is, what their competition is, learn as much about them before you get there. Hmm. And then listen, start asking good business questions about what they're, what their need is. Get clear in your mind what is exactly is it they, they want. You want to get lined up expectations. You, you don't want to go in thinking this is the problem and the CEO thinks there's something else. Once you have that, then stop, pause, and, and, and consider what do you have a solution for that? What is that solution? And um, what kind of investment in time is it? Um, and then, and then clear, be very clear about what you're going to accomplish uh, with that client and then, um, and be darn sure that you could, you can do it. You don't take on assignments that you, where you feel it's uh, maybe, maybe not, uh, because, mm -hmm. uh, the success of your client is the sole mission. Uh, you, you, you're going to be judged. Your firm's going to be judged by whether or not you're, you're, you're successful in helping clients, uh, be, be successful as they want to be. Um, Let me ask you, okay, yeah. let me ask you this, um, and I'll, I'll ask you one question afterwards, but just to, so you have some moment to think about it, it, a story or example of maybe somebody from the team, you know, how they started into this fractional executive field, you know, what they did and how it's going. If you can think of a, of a good example like that. And I, I can ask you another question in the meantime, if you want to, if you want to think about that for a minute, but, uh, but before, before that, I guess wondering what about uh, what kind of clients do you need to avoid, or I don't know, or how do you define what is a right client for you, or is not a right client for you, when you start yeah. thinking about which clients to take on? Yeah. Um, oh my gosh, we have. I think the fun of that we're having here um, is the diversity of clients, their personalities, their mission, um, their problems. Um, but some of the things, uh, just some examples of some things we've done. We, um, first of all, as I said, we're pure play strategic. So although we may have to go in and set up the uh, controller's office or maybe even replace the office, but our major goal is, is again, part of that leadership team. Um, so some things we've done, uh, we just recently completed uh, taking a company public. Um, we just recently signed on with a, 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 a new production studio, a movie production studio to raise the capital 
uh, help them raise the capital uh, to build their studios and grow. Um, we've we've encountered some situations uh, where we, we're going to a small company uh, as we did one. I think it was about ten million in revenue. Uh, banks would not return his phone calls because he was barely breaking even. Mm. But banks return our phone calls. And so we were able to go in, raise the working capital he needed to get his backlog produced. Uh, a very sharp entrepreneur um, knew how to price his projects and control them. Uh, he's now 300 plus million in, and still growing. And we're still there as his fractional CFO. Those are, those are the kind of stories we, we, we live for. Um, and our clients become really become family. It's interesting. We really serve our clients in three different ways. One, uh, is their fractional CFO, where we're on board, we're, we're, we're in touch 24 seven. Uh, the other, other way is as the interim, so we can go in when they don't have a CFO, they've lost them for whatever reason mm -hmm. and be there until they do their search and bring somebody on. But often more times than not, they find out after we get there, at least the smaller ones do, they don't need a full-time CFO, Right. they need us. Um, and then we do project work. You know, we can raise capital, we can take you public, we can help you sell your company. Um, so those are the kind of things in terms of the clients that you want to avoid. Uh, there's there's several situations. First and foremost, um, if there's any hint of malfeasance, any hint of wrongdoing, any hint that 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 CEO is a little shady, run away. Don't walk away. Run away. Um, especially in the finance function. Especially the finance function. You you you're, you've got a fiduciary responsibility, and and our firm's reputation at stake. You know, we don't want to be on the front page of the financial section. Mm -hmm. uh, so, uh, and sometimes you don't find that out until after you get there. Yes, it looks like a good situation. We've had a few of those where we went in and then discovered some things uh, that we didn't know when we walked in and, and therefore we walk away. Uh, so right. uh, the other thing I would yes. say um, is occasionally, and sometimes you don't know this until you get there, is, is the CEO going to listen to you? You know, you've agreed on what you're trying to accomplish. Um, and they just go in the opposite direction. They go, you know, they just don't have an ear for it. That's, that's also, if, if you can discover that up front, don't go in. But if you discover you can't be there, really help them. Why are you there? You know, you're wasting their time, your time, right. their money. So those are the two big ones, I would say. Um, right. All right. Awesome. Um, anything else, I guess you would add in terms of, uh, in terms of thinking about the actual fractional CFOs themselves in terms of what the experience is like, or like, I don't know, like a good experience or bad experience somebody had getting into this field and how it went for them. Yeah. I, I started as a fractional CFO back in 2001. So I've, I've been at wow. it a few years and yeah. I obviously love it. Um, but yeah, the, the partners that um, sometimes they get into it and it's just not for them. Uh, there's a couple of reasons. There's some partners that are highly technical. They're, 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 they're the best in class for their technical ability or their in, in industry knowledge, but they're not what I would call camera ready. It, it, they just have difficulty communicating and, and they fail interviews. Uh, so, um, and again, there's those that uh, they, if they, they don't get engaged as quickly as they hoped, and, and then they they leave. Mm. But the ones that like it, in my view, love it. It, it is a wonderful profession. Um, yeah, the diversity, the success, the different people you meet, and the, yeah. the your partners. I mean, it's it's a you know, 
I've only known a culture both here and at a, a former uh, company that I work with where the culture was really a partners helping partners. It's family. Uh, and we get together weekly. Um, regionally, we get together weekly. Nationally, and, and you've actually been part of that. Uh, where we, it's all hands on deck and we learn things from folks like you and, and others. And uh, But it's also a chance to, get, to meet, keep, keep in touch with your partners. Right. So, um, yeah, no, I appreciate it. I always, I always say that the, the, I always talk about the three mores of fractional leadership, which you spoke about, you know, which is more, more fun, more flexibility and more money and more fun. You spoke about with just more variety of clients and, uh, you know, more, more variety of clients and, you know, making a difference and less, less embedded in all the admin work and the, the stuff that's not really at your expertise level. Right. Or, uh, more flexibility because you can, because you can make more money in less client work time. Uh, you can have that time to spend on causes that are important to you, family or yes. people or passions that you're passionate about. Uh, and also more money than you can full time uh, in less time. So yeah. I don't know. That's just, you know, the way I like to think about it. We do too. <laughs> Well, anyway, John, I really appreciate it. Again, people can find out more about your firm at Seton Hill, S-E-A-T-O-N-H-I-L-L.com. Uh, and uh, definitely, you know, obviously one of the foremost fractional CFO firms out there. I think you guys started in Dallas, expanded to Fort Worth, then expanded around the country. Is that? Yeah, we have, uh, we're focused, well, ultimately, we're, we're looking and growing to all the major metropolitan areas. We are right now focused in Atlanta, Central Florida, Boston, New York, the tri-state area around New York. Um, Chicago, Dallas, Houston. We started in Dallas, but we're we're building our Houston office. Um, we're looking for we're we're actively looking for partners, and uh, we're looking for a managing partner out in Orange County, California. That's another big mm -hmm. area that we're nice. focused on. But ultimately, I I think our our appetite is probably the top twenty uh, metropolitan um, areas in, in the country. Right, nice. We want to be able to answer the phone and say yes. I don't care what industry you are, what you need. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I actually have a lead possibly for you in Atlanta, but we can talk about that after. Okay. <laughs> anyway, but um, anyway, yeah, I really appreciate it. Thanks for making the time and you know for teaching about this. I think people are thinking of getting into this field, uh, it's going to be super valuable conversation. So really appreciate it. Really a lot. I had a lot of fun, Ben. Thank you very much. Yes, thank you, and we will see everybody else on the other side. Thanks. Okay, bye-bye. You're listening to Win-Win, an entrepreneurial community with your host, Ben Wolf.